We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, till I die. You got somebody, hey, Jeff, shut up. Hell no. I'm sorry, man. I blacked out for a second. <laughs> this is Alabama coach Nate Oates. We're not playing. I watch Field of 68's After Dark Show. This is coach Bruce Pearl. I love the Field of 68 After Dark Show. This is Duke head coach John Shire. Check out Field of 68 After Dark. This is Xavier head coach Sean Miller. I highly encourage you to take a look at After Dark. Now listen to you guys every morning when I'm getting ready. This is Field of 68 After Dark. Welcome to the Saturday evening edition of the Field of 68 After Dark. My name is Rob Dosser. I have with me Jeff Goodman. We are live in Bloomington represent at indiana at iu uh we are at the tap right here they have given us access to a bar that <laughs> bad has idea. beers good idea bad, bad well, idea questionable idea bad idea um yeah i mean we didn't they see this at, at kansas state what we did <laughs> when we broke into that, that yes, freezer yes. whatever that was that refrigerator that it was a refrigerator yes. that had beers that were for sale that were not for uh for giving away for us anyway sirius xm channel 84 college sports radio uh we are live on youtube jump to the chat ask us some questions it is already going nuts in the chat uh shout out to yuli yuli is always holding it down in there for us um in the youtube chat we had a wild day of college basketball it was a wild saturday we were obviously at the indiana illinois game we're going to talk a lot about that we were able to catch up with trace jackson davis who broke a little bit of news he did we'll get to that in a second segment big news yep uh we're also going to be breaking down everything that happened in the big 12 it's insane there duke i gotta take i got a hot take all right all right it might be a little scalding might be a little too hot but we're going to talk about that later on in the show before we do biggest story of the day yeah Kentucky. They came into this week as a team that was on the wrong side of the bubble. They came into this week coming off of a loss to a Georgia team that was a quad three loss. We were questioning whether or not Kentucky was going to make the NCAA tournament. Then they go into Starkville and beat Mississippi State, who was one of the hottest teams in the SEC at the time. Turn around Saturday, smack around a good Tennessee team. I know Tennessee was shorthanded. No Josiah Jordan James, no Julian Phillips. That didn't matter when they beat the number one team in the country on Wednesday night. So the Kentucky Wildcats now have three quad one wins, two wins over Tennessee. Yeah, yeah. They're in the tournament now. Yeah, they're in. I mean, right now they're in. And and obviously when you look at their schedule upcoming um, at Florida, Auburn, who's fraudulent, 
me and you have called them fraudulent all year and, and they showed it tonight. We'll talk about the loss to Vandy later. Uh, then they get Vandy at home and they finish at Arkansas. So honestly, if they go two and two the rest of the way, they split these four. They probably are in even without winning an SEC tournament game. But I think they they go two and two. They win a, an SEC tournament game, and that keeps them out of Dayton too. That's the biggest thing right now for Kentucky. You want to get in the field. You don't want to have to deal with playing somebody in Dayton that honestly could beat you. Because right now, really, the only legitimate team that Kentucky has beaten all year is Tennessee. the Tennessee Vols, right? They're the only two quad one wins they've got. No, they got three. They won at Mississippi State. That's a quad one win? That's a quad one win. All right. All right. I mean, I, I don't really consider Mississippi State very good. <laughs> I mean, I know they're on the bubble. I know they're, they're on the fine. bubble, but they're not. They're not very good. Uh, you know, to me, the biggest thing today was Casey Wallace. Mm -hmm. When he plays well, they have a chance. Now, he's had some – he's hit a little bit of a freshman wall. He's been banged up lately, but it, it, it makes it – it allows for the fact for Oscar to have an okay night. Mm -hmm. And that's really – like, Oscar has not been – National player of the year worthy. We know that he's not been first team all American worthy. He's been solid this year. Underwhelming compared to what you thought he'd do. Yeah. Well, but the thing about it is he was banged so up good. at the start of the season. Yeah. yeah. Right. And what he is as a player is always going to be a little bit underwhelming when you think about him in the context of national player of the year. He is at his core, a great role player. But he's out there. See, to do I don't himself. like when you say that. He's I don't like do when himself. you say that. What do you mean he's a great role player? He's uh, he'd he'd a great role player when he won national player of the year. Maybe he shouldn't have won it. What? Well, but you voted for him. I did. What were the other choices? <laughs> what, what were the other choices? Johnny Davis? Well, he was pretty good until he got Katie hurt. Murray? Like, so I don't know. A role player. Is, no, my, you, you need to take that back. That's is he a go-to guy? Can you throw the ball to him and get a bucket? No, but that doesn't mean he's a so role what's, player. That's his job. Oh, come on. He's what's not a job? role player. He's he is. A, no, he's, he's not. He's out there. Is to go. He's not the superstar. He's not someone you could build a team around. We know he's not they, someone they, you could build they did, around. They did last year. They won a lot of games last but year. But they didn't run offense around him. They had Ty Ty Washington. They had Severe Wheeler. They had Kellen Grady. They had other guys that you could do stuff around. His job was to go out there and get every rebound and be a guy that took up space in the middle of the lane. And right now, what he is is still the same thing. You can't throw the ball to him offensively. He, you can't defend ball screens. With he him. just doesn't look, honestly, as – not that he's super explosive, but he doesn't look as explosive as he did last year offensively. I think the knee is bothering him. I think it's been bothering him all year. And, and I don't again, think he's the only one that's banged up on that team. Obviously, Severe Wheeler's right. missed some time. And C.J. Frederick. missed some time. Yes. They can't get C.J. Frederick to be healthy for right. more than like a week right. straight. Right. And – at the end of the day, there's always going to be a ceiling for what this Kentucky team can be when you don't sure. have CJ and Reeves both available. Yeah, I mean, because we saw it for like a snapshot of what they could be. You got them both out there, mm -hmm. right? Both of them, we've been talking about it all year. If you have both those shooters out there, they're making shots with Casey Wallace, who I think has kind of come down to earth a little bit for, from his perimeter shooting. Remember, he was so good out of the gates and everybody's like, Oh, yeah, Kaysen Wallace, look at him. He's a 40%. Well, because he took a bunch of wide-open shots, yeah, and then they yeah. started running stuff right. for him, and he stopped making them, and he got banged up, and people kind of figured him out a little bit. It, it's going to happen when you're a freshman, right? Um, to, me, to me, also, like Tennessee, 
Like, I know they're missing a couple dudes, but like, that's, that's I what I was no... ask you. Where, where do you stand on the balls right now? Because I think, and we're going to talk about the top 16 reviews. I have a little no, bit. honestly, I don't feel good about them at all. And I have never felt good about them this year. Never. I, as, a, as a, like a final four, I'm not even sure I feel good about them as a second weekend team. I think that they can get there because their defense can be so overwhelming that if they get a two or a three seed, which I think is probably going to happen because of their metrics, then they can overwhelm teams with their defense, with their size sure. and their length and their athleticism. And I mean, but here's the other part of it. They have six losses to teams outside of the top 35 in the net. Yeah. Do you know how many other AP poll top 25 teams yeah. have more than four? It's none. They have six losses to teams outside of the top 35 in the net. So it's a, it's a big red flag to me. And it's a major problem because there is one specific issue that they have. Offensive end of the floor. They can't score. They don't have a go-to guy. They don't have a go-to guy. And, and when your offense is built around five foot eight Zakai Ziegler or Santiago Vescovi, right. who is right. literally slower than you. Um, it'd be a close foot race. It'd be a close one. I, I think he'd get me. I think you have. You're probably. I drank a few beers up there, so yeah. I think you get me right. Now. Well, I think you you probably have a better vertical than him. I got like, a great vertical. Yeah, I, no. I out jumped Hummel. That's not hard. Nineteen and a half. Yeah, if you could literally jump up one step, you got a higher vertical <laughs> than Robbie Hummel does. I he hope. I hope today, he's listening to you. He looked good today, by the way. Yeah, he gave me a couple packages of Twizzlers. By the way, there you go. How yeah. happy are you? Uh, I was happy. Why didn't you bring them? I'm gonna eat him tomorrow in West West Lafayette. I could have used it at Purdue. Tonight. I'll give him to you tomorrow. We'll 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 eat him in honor of Hummel when we try to find the statue tomorrow in West Lafayette. Yes, that's that's gonna be our goal. There yeah. is a statue of Robbie Hummel somewhere. We're told in West Lafayette. Sources say sources. sources say there's a statue. We are on a mission tomorrow to find it in West yes. Lafayette. All right, let's talk about the second second biggest game of the day, which is probably the most hyped game of the day coming in. Yeah. Top ten matchup. Yeah. Two first-place teams in the Big 12, and frankly, it lived up to it. Yeah. Adam yeah. Flagler, LJ Cryer, Deontay George go nuts in the first half. Yep. Baylor is up by 16 in the first half. They head into halftime, up 45 to 32. Everything changes in the second half. Kansas outscores them 55 to 26. Yeah. Dewan Harris was awesome. Looks, he looks like Stephon yeah. Marbury yeah. in the second half. Yeah. You know what it was like, and it's this hasn't just been the case today. They've had balanced scoring. They've gotten it from everybody in the starting lineup. And I'm I'm ready to say, all right, here's here's a hot take. I'm ready to say the Kansas Jayhawks, to me, other than the Houston Cougars, are the second best team in the country going into March. Above Alabama. I trust them more because of Bill Self. I'm That's not, why I'm not. Ready. That's why I'm not ready to. I'm not ready. Dewan to Harris has a has a ring. Jalen Wilson has a ring, right? Like KJ oh. Adams didn't do much, but he's got a ring in his finger. No, I, I I love them. Don't get me wrong. I think they're very very good. There's a reason why they're a one seed. There's a reason why they're sitting in first place in the toughest conference in college right. basketball. Right. My concern is that so much of what they do centers around how good Dewan Harris is. And I'll give you the perfect example. Look, this is fun with small sample sizes because it's one game yep. and two halves. But in the first half tonight, zero points, one field goal attempt. Kansas yep. goes into the break. And they're down. Right. He's the most important Second player. Half, right. 14 points. He's aggressive. Six or seven from the floor. Yep. Two yep. for two for three. Six assists. One turnover. 
and they beat a top 10 team by 30 and a half. So I'm going to give you some numbers over the last four games. Okay. okay. Hit me. All right. Over the last four games, these are total points scored by the guys in the starting five for Kansas. Mm-hmm. Grady Dick leads the team with 71 points over the last four games. Jalen Wilson, only 55 points. 55, Wilson. McCuller, 53. K.J. Adams, 52. DeWan Harris, 52. Mm-hmm. If that continues, that type of balance, Kansas is brutal to try to play against. Brutal. Again, the key is DeWan Harris. He's got to be aggressive. He can't go through halves like he did the first half today. They're even getting some. They didn't get great bench production today, but they've gotten enough over the last four games. And again, you've got the X factor. What's the X factor, Ralph? Bill Self. There you go. Bill there Self. you go. No, I, I look, I love, I love Kansas. And I don't think anybody doubted that Self would be able to find a way to make this work. Right? Find a way to get well, it going. They did doubt it when they lost three in a row. A lot of people were. Remember? Mm-hmm. Lost three in a row. You thought, like, you're looking at the, the schedule. They're going to lose maybe four or five in a row. But, like, listen, give Bill Self time. Give him time to figure things out and adjust. There's nobody better. Nobody better. Mm-hmm. The only reason why I wouldn't put them second yep. is you're telling me Kansas plays Alabama in the championship game tomorrow. You're taking Alabama. You're going to take Alabama. Championship game. I, you're betting your house on one of them. Who are you betting on? Who are you betting on? <laughs> That's so hard. No, it's not. It's not. It's not hard at all. You would bet on Kansas because of Bill Self. No disrespect to Nate Oates. You would take Kansas. You would. How could you not? I'm trying to think of a way because I don't want to agree with you. But you you have to. <laughs> you have to. I, and I'm I don't, telling you. I don't have to do anything. I'm telling you, most people outside of, of Tuscaloosa, most people that aren't Alabama fans, take Alabama and Kansas fans out of the equation and just college basketball fans. Those two are playing for a national title. And we all love Brandon Miller. We all love him, right? Unbelievable talent. He's a freshman. Who would you rather have in that game, Brandon Miller or Jalen Wilson? You're taking Jalen Wilson. You just are. He did it. He did it last year. That's all I'm saying. I mean, look, I think that you probably would lean towards taking Kansas. And my guess is that Kansas would probably open up getting points at our friends, Bet Rivers, sponsored by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Um, but that's one of those ones where if they play 10 times, what was, Kansas is going to win five, maybe six. Alabama maybe seven. Four. Like, maybe they're, seven. Just, they're just close, man. Like, maybe seven. My only point is yeah. I don't think that there's, there's that much delineation. And I think it's the same thing, like – Again, I'll just say the experience factor of having a coach who's won titles and players on the team that played key roles who won a title. Yeah, they're not going to be intimidated by the moment. Correct. Correct. So let's talk a little bit about Baylor because they came into this game as arguably the hottest team in the Big 12. They had won nine of their last – I'm sorry, ten of their last 11. And the two losses that they took, the last two losses – when they lost their first three in Big 12 play, were both on last-second shots, one-possession games. Um, They looked unbelievable for 20 minutes, and it all fell apart in the second half. Where do you stand on Baylor? Was this just, I mean, Kansas in the fog, this is what happened. They gave up 87 points, though. The defense, Mm -hmm. the defense, that's what scares me about Baylor. They can score with just about anybody. Well, they got three guys that can score with just about anybody. 
And again, I've said it, I'll say it again. Like that, that trio, perimeter trio of of Flagler, Cryer, and, and Keontae George is as good as any in the country. I'm not taking anyone over those three. It's the other guys. And like I love everyday John, but like he's not what he was. And he's probably not gonna be what he was until he, next he's season. He's never gonna get to that level of explosion. He may not because he had such, I mean. It was such a brutal injury, tearing everything in his knee, mm-hmm. and he's all about explosiveness. They didn't know if he was going to walk again. Right. It was that bad. And, it's, and it was literally, that bad. this happened a year and, like, eight days ago, yeah. and he is back playing. Like, uh, it, it shouldn't be He played 25 minutes. Mm-hmm. He played 25 minutes. So, you know, again, Jalen Bridges, he gave him six points, four rebounds. Caleb Lohner played five minutes. Mm-hmm. Played five minutes. What have I said all year? The four-man is going to determine how far Baylor goes. Mm-hmm. They've been mediocre, those two. I know Bridges has been Bridges, better. He's, he's been, gotten better. He's been, he's been yes. better, but it's not. I expected more. How's that? Going into the year, I expected more. Yeah, that's probably fair. I think there's also probably a reason that he's not at West Virginia anymore because if he right. made right. sense, yep. he's the right fit there. Um, I'm never going to write him off, but they are, no. to me, Baylor is in the same conversation as teams like Miami as teams like Marquette and as teams like Xavier that are going to end up being a top three or four seed. Yeah. Well, can be anybody in the country on a good night. Right. It wouldn't shock play. you if they, if they go to the final four, it right, wouldn't those shock four, you. Those four. Cause those are the four teams that are Miami that can't really go Miami, Marquette, Miami, Baylor, Marquette, Baylor, and Xavier. I'm going to have great guards. All can score like hell. Yeah. Entertaining to watch. Yeah. Can't I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go. Oh boy. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Uh, I'm going to go Baylor one. I'm going to go Miami two. I'm going to go Xavier three and Marquette four. The only switch I would have is I'd have Marquette over Xavier. <laughs> well, it's scary. the Fremantle thing right now scares me a little bit. You know, you're going to try to put him back in. And defensively, you're, you're going to get worse. You know that. You, yeah. I just think that Marquette matches up a little bit more. Um, with teams around the country, I like. I've but, said it for a while. I like Miami, man. I do. I like Miami. Those, those again. Yeah, been. they've won six straight now. Uh, beat Wake today. They could score. And again, Wong, Pack. Those are two guards that can make plays mm-hmm. off the bounce. Um, and Jim's been there. But listen, we have Trace Jackson Davis coming up. He's going to be joining us here on the other side of this break. So uh, we're going to head big news. Big news. Trace Jackson Davis, breaking that news with Jeff Goodman on the other side of this break. Clear for 90. All right, Dagan, what do we have in the chat? Uh, First, we're going to do this early. We're going to do this early. We have 360 people watching, 30 likes. Hit the like button, people. Please. Smash that like button. Don't just hit it. Smash Smash it. it. Uh, Here's here's one from Bentley. I know we're going to talk about them later in the show, but this is for you, Goodman. Uh, What what are your thoughts on uh, Brownell's seat after tonight's uh, today's loss? (laughs) Is Brownell... Gone? Is he done? I'm almost ready to stick a fork in him. I'm almost ready. And it's sad because, like, you felt like he had saved it. When I did my hot seat column, like, two weeks ago, though, if you remember, I did not put I, – I still put him in the kind of uh, in limbo land. One minute. Because you could just see it. They didn't have a lot of big-time wins. And, you know, everybody kind of knew they were playing over their head a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now they – I mean, this you know was about as bad a loss. You know who didn't know that? Who? CZ Bitcoin, a.k.a. Terrence Oglesby, <laughs> the hacked man. 
the hack Twitter account. Poor T.O., <laughs> man. He is distraught. If anybody wants to do, send their prayers, send their prayers right now to Terrence Oglesby because his account has been hacked and Clemson lost to Louisville in the most embarrassing yeah, I want to give a – I don't know who it was, but somebody in the chat said that uh, Clemson took a quad five loss. <laughs> it, was, it was Henry. Whoever Shout said it. Which was cracking up. Listen, that might, that might earn a, uh, a T-shirt slogan. Yeah. Yep. All right. We got 15 seconds. Dagan. Well, you might as well just keep it. I know you, think you two aren't wrapping a question for 15 seconds. That's very true. Five. Mike's hot in two, one. Welcome back. Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84, College Sports Radio. Rob Doster here. I got Jeff Goodman. We are live at the tap in Bloomington on Kirkwood Avenue. You like? I think you can see in the background. There's, like a gentleman, there's a gentleman in the background right now smoking a cigarette of our shot, which What's shout, up, out, my man? shout out to that guy. Uh, looks like a marble red. I don't know if that's the kind of heat you want to be smoking. Maybe put that down. They're not good for you, my man. Um, all right. So, Indiana. Don't they vape now? <laughs> do people really smoke cigarettes though? <laughs> that guy does. <laughs> do you think he knows he's on national broadcast right no. now? Yeah. I'm trying. All right. Anyway. All right. So Indiana anyway. plays Illinois. Um, I thought that Indiana played pretty terribly, right? I was not impressed. No, with they doing. played like shit. I thought that every time that they had a chance to make a run, every chance they needed to make a big basket, they fucked something up. And they still found a way to win. Yeah. yeah. What is your like overarching? Give me, give me the thirty-five thousand foot view on Indiana after seeing them in person in Assembly Hall. They need Xavier Johnson. That's what I would say. They need him soon, uh, and I'm not sure they're going to get him soon. Soon, like I think we're still a week away or so. I, I don't know. I don't have inside info right now on that, but I think we're still a week away, and that that puts it a tough spot because you got to reintegrate him into the team, but. You know, you could see it at times early in the game. Jalen hood Safina was really struggling um, to make shots, and it's so much on Trace right now. The the other guys didn't really do much. Trey Galloway didn't give much today, right? I mean, like, they just didn't get much out of some of those other guys, Tamar Bates. And they, there was a stretch. When they were really good, when they started to kind of flip this thing a little bit, those guys, Geronimo, Galloway, Bates, they were all – yeah, two of the three of them were playing well every night, and they just – I don't know. what You got the box. Yeah. Did they Cobb get anything for Cobb hit four threes. Cobb was fine. Reese Thompson had double figures. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't – they didn't get really anything off the bench. Right. Lake right. Renault wasn't really all that good. Um, but Trace just 26 points. Every no night. No boards. Every night. Five probably. blocks, three steals, two assists, 12 for 19 from the floor. Yep. Like, yep. he's just stupid good at this point. And – I, but, it, but my takeaway was was more than just him because, like, we know what we're getting from Trace, yes, right? Yes. What I thought was so impressive was that Hood Shafino was. Like, I, I don't want to. No, he wasn't very good. Much. He was terrible. Yeah, yeah. He was terrible for 35 minutes, right? He made a terrible, horrible. I, I called it dumb in the interview we had with him. It was, it was as bad of a turnover as you could. What did he say? Yeah, he was like, yeah, it was bad. He admitted it. He, he like, gave the ball. He, he handed right the ball. to Coleman Hawkins, tie game, 90 seconds left, yep. goes the other way for a dunk. Yep. You know what happens? Ten seconds later, he goes make a shot, yep. ties the game. Yeah. Get a stop, come back the other way, get to the basket, get fouled, make two free throws, yep. 30 seconds left. Maturity. Wins the game. Maturity. Right? When they were playing at Maryland, last time he played this badly, that yep. wasn't happening. When you were playing back in December and January, when, when Indiana wasn't playing well, losing yep. close games, that wasn't happening. 
And he, that right there is the growth. So he's poised. Right. He's poised anyway. Like, you know, talking to a bunch of NBA guys in the preseason when they saw him, that was the one thing that stuck out to all of them. Like his pace, his poise. He doesn't play like a freshman. Um, I, I just, again, to me, there's so much on trace with this team. And, and that's why, you know, Miller Cop can make some threes. Um, I, I still don't love race and trace playing together. Although the one thing I'll say is trace is such an, I can't believe I'm saying it. I mean, we'll talk to him about it in a little bit here. He's become like an elite passer. Not good. I talked to Brad Underwood before, right before the game today. You're a crazy stat. Elite passer. The year that they won the big 10 with Yogi Ferrell at the point. Yeah. Trace Jackson Davis and Yogi have the same assist rate. Really? Really? It's wild. Like he, he, it's amazing. he can run offense. And that's why he's going to, this, this is a different yeah. conversation. Yeah. That's why he's going to be an NBA player. Yeah. It's one, yeah. the defense. No doubt. No doubt. And yes. two, the fact that you can use him as a short roller as, as a passer. That's where the value comes yeah. in. You get the you get the spacing. He's gonna have to shoot it. He's gonna have to be a like, you know, a decent shooter. To be a like a a good pro. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. To be a guy that hangs around the NBA for six, seven, right. eight, ten right. years. All right. Makes enough money where he doesn't have to worry about anything. Yeah. He's gonna be able to make that. Um. Listen. Let's talk to the man of the hour. We uh we were able to catch up with him. Goodman broke some news. Let's talk to Trace Jackson Davis. Here with Trace Jackson Davis, sir. Nine of eleven. Things looked a little gloomy there for a little while in January. What's been the biggest reason for the turnaround? Um, I just think that um, after X and race went down for a little bit, um, we just had to regroup as a team. And uh, it took us about three games to figure some stuff out. But after we figured it out, um, after you win one, you can win two, win three, and then you start rolling. And that's kind of what we've been doing. So, You're passing. It's a part of your game that I don't know if you knew you had until yeah. this year. How did that start clicking where you're just much more patient now? kind of survey the court a little bit more and, I don't know, some Magic Johnson skills or something. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but um, it's just really just my teammates. Um, when I get the ball kind of away from the basket, usually if, if I'm going against someone that's uh, slower footer than me, then I can just go at them. And then if there's help, um, I'm always looking for the right play. But in practice, Coach Woodson preaches that a lot. We always go big to big passing, buddy ball, spacing across the court. I know our guys are shooting the ball at a super high clip so I can get them for shots. So Jalen, just a freshman, he makes kind of a bonehead play tonight yeah. at the end, but right away comes back and makes a huge basket. Absolutely. What does that say about his maturity? Uh, it's just huge. Um, Jalen's just a competitor, man. Um, obviously, right when he did it, I knew he was going to want to get it back, and then he came off the screen and knocked one in, and he loves that midi, so every time he shoots it, I think it's going in. Zach is a guy that everybody's talked about, National Player of the Year, National I've done it too. Yeah. You've made up ground. You've Absolutely. definitely made up ground. How, how, how much do you think about that of, again, National Player of the Year? Does it matter to you at this point in your career? I mean, at this point, um, obviously accolades are great and uh, there's something that is a part of you. But at the same time, um, I came back to win a Big Ten championship and a national championship. And that's something that I want to do. And then if I feel like if I do that, then everything else will play itself out. All right, here's a different one. Mackenzie Holmes said she's not going through senior night. Uh-huh. Are you going through senior night? I am indeed going through senior All right, all right. It's a good I question, am. right? I am. So, yeah. So you're, you're, you're done. Yeah. That's the plan. Yeah, that's the plan. Are we breaking news here or no? I, this is, I mean, if you didn't know now, then I guess I know. So, but uh, I feel like kind of speaks for itself, but I feel like four, four years 
It's enough. It's enough. So. Well, people are playing like six and seven. Come I'm, on. Hey, trust me, I know. But. We got a 24-year-old down in college <laughs> in Charleston. He's in his seventh year. Yeah. You, got, you got like three more left if you want. Hey, I, I don't know about all that. Sometimes you got to move on, and but I'm grateful for my time here. But I'll say the rest during senior night. So. The other knock on you years ago in high school was doesn't play hard all the time. Yeah. Now nobody can say that. What, how do you? How did you flip the switch on that? Was it something, was it somebody, or, or just, you know, the end being near and, and you being the senior? Um, yeah, I think it's a little bit of both. Um, uh, especially when X and uh, Race went down, I knew that I didn't have two of our senior, senior captains. Um, I, not, the two voices on our team, they're super loud as well. And so I knew that I had to put it on my shoulders and I had to carry us. And so, and then when you start playing well, and I'm a player like last year in the Big Ten tournament, when I start playing well, I just it starts I just start going. And so, and when it comes early in the season, I'll just keep trying to play this way, and um, that's what I've been able to do. When you look around the country, not a dominant dominant team, right? There, there's been three that Alabama, Houston, and Purdue until lately that everybody have kind of put in a different group. Absolutely. How much does hope does that give you that hey maybe we can reel off six straight? Because now, you know, you're, you're peaking at the right time, and I'm assuming you're going to get X back soon. Yeah, so um, we just got to keep taking it. What we're doing, we, Coach said, especially after we lost the three, we got to take it one game at a time. And after you start stacking wins, and th that's what happens. And so it's been big for us just taking it one, one game, one possession. Just it's huge. And then after you do that, you start stacking wins. And so that's what we got to continue to do. All right, the last, the most important question. Where do we go now to watch games for the rest of the day? Where do we go to watch games? What's um, the spot with the TVs? I mean, we got, got Kansas, you, got you know, Buffalo Louis, you got uh, Knicks. What's uh, your spot? Give me. Usually, I'll go to probably Knicks. Uh, Knicks is a really good spot. So. All, right. All right, listen. Congrats. Great to see you Appreciate as always. You. Thank and, you. And uh, good luck down the stretch. Yes, sir. We are going to see Zach Eady play tomorrow. Goodman, Trey Jackson Davis, Zach Eady. If there is a conversation for Player of the Year, it's those two. Yeah. I, you got numbers. I never trust you with numbers, so I'm, I'm taking a risk here. I was given these I'm, numbers. I'm I didn't put them together, okay? So don't blame me. Blame J.D. Campbell from, from Indiana <laughs> if these numbers are wrong, all right? So, J.D., these better be right. But they are really intriguing. And, again, part of it centers on the debate. Can you be national player of the year but not be conference player of the year? Because Trace has been really good in conference. For the record, yes, you can. Yeah, you've said this. You've mm -hmm. you, you've argued this. I'm, All on, right. I'm on this bandwagon. So so Trace leads in, in conference play. Leads the league in scoring, twenty two point one rebounds, thirteen point one blocks, three point three. He's fifth in field goal percentage, eighth in assists, which is amazing at four point four. Edie's second in scoring, really close, twenty one point nine rebounds, really close, thirteen point one also. He's first in field goal percentage, second in block shots. Both are responsible for 31% of their team scoring in league play. Both are posting the second and third highest averages for a player 6'9 or better since 1996-97. Really, really amazing numbers for both of them. I, I think an argument could be made, certainly that, that Trace, and, and as of like two weeks ago, you're like, well, you can't because Purdue is clearly running away with this thing in the Big Ten. They're now it's cool. tightened up a little bit. Purdue's going to win the Big Ten. I'm pretty convinced. But ultimately, this thing is tightened up a little bit with Purdue, uh, you know, stumbling a little bit lately. But, man, it's tough to pick between those two for Big Ten Player of the Year. They've both been phenomenal. 
I think Trace has been obviously he's been better over the last month or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you're kind of arguing between the two what, elite players. What's your favorite flavor? Right, I right. say this all the time. What's yeah. your favorite flavor? Yeah. Yeah. You don't have a wrong answer there. I would still probably lean Zach Eady because I think that even though Trace makes people better, like that's the one area right now that you're like, whoa, what he's done the, passing the, only, the, the ball. Only, the only thing that I would say to that is I think that Edie's presence on the floor and how unstoppable he is yeah. creates stuff. For, so it, he's not going to get the assist, right, but right. the attention that he draws yeah. gets it. But yeah. like I, I, I said – Three weeks ago, that I think Trace Jackson Davis should be in the National Player of the Year conversation. Right, right. right? I know so, you did. I yeah. know you did. So I, I think it's those two. I think it's more of a debate than yeah, the I mean, books are going to tell you. The most Bet Rivers of... is going to like Bet Rivers has it basically is done. Right, right. And it probably and is for National Player of the Year just because again, well, here's here's the Zach's other, got here's so the other much. Problem. Here's the other problem with it: is it, this, there's no like data center to make this decision, right? It's a bunch of people voting. Right. right and right. the narrative has yes. been Zach Eady the right. entire time. Right. It's almost like you can't pick anybody else. If they win the Big Ten right. and they're a one seed, right. it's going to be Zach Eady. Yeah. That doesn't mean that Trace Jackson Davis hasn't had an incredible season. All right. We got about two minutes here before yeah. we got to get to break. Talk to me about Illinois. They didn't have Terrence Shannon. Yeah. Right? Matthew Meyer was awesome for about 15 yeah. minutes. Yeah. Kind of disappeared in the second half. My man Trevor at Bet Rivers yeah. had uh had plus 590 for Matthew Meyer, 25 points or over. He finished with 24. Oh no. Missed two free throws. Oh, Trev. So Trevor was up there. Not only did Illinois above Trevor lose, but uh he also lost his bet as well. So my man was kind of sad. He was kind of feeling it. Listen, Illinois came in to Bloomington, to Assembly Hall, one of the most difficult places to play in the country, without their best player, Terrence Shannon, and had a chance to win. That's a hell of a day. I know you don't, you know, you're not into moral victories if you're Brad Underwood here. You need wins or you want wins. But ultimately, this is a, a great performance. And while you said Matthew Meyer wasn't great in the second half, man, was he electric in the first half. Mm-hmm. And and his teammates need to pick up for him a little bit in the second half. And they didn't. But again, Dane Danger is playing better. They now, Jaden Epps was good. Like, I know he didn't. He, he missed was good. the free throw. Good. That, that hurts. Yes. He missed the free throw. He's going to be really good. Assembly Hall. What I'll say is this. This is a free square. That's that's the way I like to use the, the phrase. Yeah. It's yeah. a free hit. And losing, there's no shame in losing this game. It doesn't hurt Zero. you to lose this game. There's only a benefit for winning this game. You almost did. Sucks that you didn't. And honestly, like. I, I like think- this team. I Again, you know what I do? I compare them to, to the last couple Illinois teams with Kofi and I'm saying obviously they're not going to be as good in the regular season who cares right because Brad's gotten hit for not doing anything in in the NCAA tournament so he's going to be judged on that so even if you have a good but not great regular season not as good as it's been the last couple years with Kofi Coburn it matters what you do in in March and I just feel like this team again is more equipped to win games in March right you know, Shannon can make plays off the bounce. Meyer can make plays off the bounce. Coleman Hawkins isn't consistent. He's consistent in the defensive end, but on the offensive end, you don't know what you're going to get. Epps is capable. They've got other Luke Goody. It was in his third game today, and, and he showed glimpses. I don't know how many I minutes didn't he realized played. He's a very good positional spatial defender. Yeah. I thought yeah. it was going to be an issue with him defensively. I don't I think it'll make him better defensively. Well and he's only again he's played this is third game. So mm-hmm. I think they got a lot of again 
a lot of versatility. That's what Underwood and his staff were, were shooting for. The the one question I had coming into the year was point guard play. And I'm not sure they have one. I, I know you'll push back on me with Jaden Epps. You know, he's a scoring point. Clearly a scoring point is what Jaden Epps is. My only point was Epps is good enough for the role. He's a tough defender. And you also have Terrence Shannon who can go get one. Right, right. Matthew Meyer can go get yep, one. Yep. And a guy, Coleman Hawkins, that can facilitate. So, like, I think – They don't so, need one. And that's what yes. Brad said to me in the preseason. Yes, when everybody I, when I can there. go get their own. And, right. and that that's – so, to me, that's not a huge concern. But I, I, I'm, I'm with you on it. Like, my biggest thing with Illinois is that you have so many guys that are peaks – and valleys. There's not a lot of guys that are just you know what you're going to get. Actually, I think Myers turned into a guy. I give Brad Underwood a a shit ton of credit for what he's been able to do with Matthew Meyer, right? Like he's pushed every right button and gotten him. I mean, again, he was playing hard he defensively. Lit he lit him and killed him. Shannon killed him in the press. Conference. Shannon, you knew he could get away with doing because Shannon had played for Chris Beard. Yep. Okay, so he knew. But Matthew Meyer had played for Scott Drew the eternal optimist and Brad Underwood is not the eternal optimist. Daddy, Brad, you, oh, you know, you, you yeah, got a little yeah. negativity there. Well, well, but, listen, as much fun as the big 10 was. Yeah. The big 12 craziest conference in college basketball. We got a team looking like a top 10 team that played again today. They got healthy. We're going to tell you all about them when we come back. Clear for 90. Dagan. Do it, yeah. Let me tell you guys about our sponsor for today's episode, Athletic Greens. I started taking AG1 a few weeks back. When we get in the middle of college hoop season, it can be hard for me to eat and drink as healthy as I probably should be, especially in late February and March when the schedule gets really busy. But I found that I've felt better as I've made AG1 a part of my daily routine. I take AG1 in the afternoons after the coffee is worn off and once the itis post-launch is kind of set in. And what I found, my energy levels are up. It's improved my digestion. And as a result, I'm not only more efficient and productive in the most important time of the year for me and for the field of 68, but I'm working out more consistently. I just feel better. AG1 is so much more than just a greens powder. It's comprehensive health and the power of habit in one. Covering my nutritional basis for the day literally could not be easier, which is why I trust Athletic Greens. I just mix one small scoop of the AG1 formula with water, and I drink it every single afternoon. Done. Just like that. I also like that it only costs $3 a day. The price is right. If a comprehensive solution is what you need for your supplement routine, then Athletic Greens is the answer. They are giving you a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Free! Just go to athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. That's athleticgreens.com backslash field 68. The link is in the description below. Check it out. Support the field of 68 and feel better about yourself. We're back. Dagan, are we back live? Yes, we are, but we're going to serious here. So. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 
Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back. Field of 68 After Dark Live Series XM. Channel 84 College Sports Radio. Rob Doster. Jeff Goodman, we are live at the Tap in Bloomington. They allowed us. I'm running low. I'm running low. We got Trevor back here. And uh, Trevor, can you give me another one? I tip well. (laughs) I tip very, very well. Oh, man. Listen, I I teased it before the break. The Big 12, uh, best conference in college basketball. Every weekend, it feels like the wildest conference because it feels like there's 17 different storylines. Every game matters. Got to talk about every every, every single yes. game matters. Yes. So we had Kansas and Baylor. Yeah. I during break, I said to you, Goodman, what is the biggest storyline from the Big 12 that you want to talk about here? And you want to know what you said? The two last place teams. Take it away. Go ahead. This is yeah. Show. I mean, they're both four and ten, right? Texas Tech is on a run here. You know, a couple of weeks ago, they were winless in the league. They're they're now four and ten. They beat Bob Huggins in Morgantown today, which which is a huge hit to Hugs because yeah, everybody wants to see Hugs get in the NCAA tournament now and, and maybe go out. Like, who knows when he he retires? Thank you, Trevor. There's a lot of foam in that one now. <laughs> Can you swap it out for one? No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Trevor, thank you. Um, no, but seriously, look at it now. They've got, I think, four games left. Texas Tech. Do you have the schedule up? I'll bring it up. Bring it up for me. because. If they won three of them, if they won three at this point, they are at Oklahoma on Tuesday. Yep. TCU at home yep. next Saturday. Can win that. At Kansas. You can't win Tuesday that. after that. Not going to win that. Oklahoma State at home. Okay. Next. So Saturday. they could go three and one. Legitimately, they could go three and one with the way they're playing. They got Pop Isaacs back today. They're healthy finally. Fardos has played some games. Uh, Tyson was awesome today. If they win three, they get that magic number of seven which got Iowa State in a year ago. The difference, though, Iowa State's non-conference a year ago was strong. Texas Tech's non-conference sucked. I think Texas Tech probably needs to win all four or win three and go to the Big 12 title game or something like that. Go deep in the Big 12 tournament, and maybe they'd have a shot. But they're making things interesting, and again, they're kind of playing the spoiler role a little bit because now – I'll tell you this. I do not want to see them in Kansas City. If I'm yeah. anybody in that, yeah. league, I do not want. Because well, they're that. playing like loose now. It's almost like everybody's written them off. You know, like whatever they do now, and and that's dangerous when you play that way. And some of these other teams, West Virginia knew they had to win this game, a home game. You better win it. That's why this one was so big for Texas Tech to go into Morgantown, win on the road. So now both those teams are, are four and ten. In here's, the league. Here's what I'll say, and then we can move on after this. Here's yeah. what I'll say about yeah. Go ahead. Um, Texas Tech. Okay. So they have four quad one wins. 
which yep. is fine. Yep. Pretty good for the bubble. Yep. But they're four and 12 against the top two quadrants. They only had two quad two losses, which is not right. like that. It's not terrible. That's, that's something that you can, they just didn't play anybody in the non-conference, which is why they need to start stacking these wins at Oklahoma. You win that. That's a quad one. Yep. win. Yeah. Home for TCU. You win quad that. That's yeah. a quad one win. Yeah. At Kansas. Well, that's the that big is one. That's a quad that's... one AAA. That is the that's yeah. as good of one as yeah. you're gonna get. Yeah. Home for Oklahoma State. It's not again. That's what I'm saying. Now, if you go three, holder, like if you, you win three of the four, you you can't expect them to go into I, Lawrence I and win. Think, I think I think you probably have to win all four. Yeah. Yeah. To to yeah, to be able to lose your first or again the big or win three and go to the the Big Twelve title game. And you know what? You probably have a shot at least. At least it's interesting, and Mark Adams can can brought, uh, breathe a, a sigh of relief a little bit uh, because you know people were talking about him not coming back after year two. Yep. So, I, my biggest disagreement with you saying that that's the biggest storyline is to me it's Mike Miles back. Oh, that's a good one. Mike yeah, Miles that's a good is one. back. He yep. missed six games. Yep. TCU without Mike Miles went one and five and averaged they sucked and averaged a not very nice. 69 points in those six games that he was out. Okay. When he comes back, yep. they play Oklahoma State. Oklahoma State came into the game as a top five defense. Close game, In college right? basketball. TCU put up 100 on him. 100. I know. Remember, I know. without Mike Miles and Damian Ball, this TCU team lost to Arkansas yeah. Pine Bluff earlier this year and almost lost to Northwestern State. Actually, I might have gotten that backwards. Either way, there were two bad teams. Yep. One of them they had to beat on a buzzer beater, another one that they lost to. So with Mike Miles back, yeah. where do you stand on the CCU team? Because to me, here's my take on it. They are going to be underseeded because they went one of five. No, pick them. No, hundred percent Northwestern State. Right. So right. right now on fielding the 68, we had them as a six seed before this win. It's probably going to be a six seed again. Yeah. Imagine being the three seed. No, you don't want to see them. You don't want to see them. Imagine being the three seed. Because, again, number one, the two guys you can compare this way a little bit and the two teams are Creighton and TCU. Because Creighton will be underseeded too because they lost all those games without Kalkbrenner. Right? Kalkbrenner and Mike Miles, neither one of those teams can win without those guys. Mm -hmm. They're two of the most valuable players in the country. Obviously, very different players. Kalkbrenner's such a – I mean, both ends, he's terrific. Miles is is tough, leadership, can do everything for TCU. He's well, really here's, the here's key. Here's what it is. The, this is the, I, don't, I don't mean to cut yeah. you off, but what, the reason why he's so important to TCU is because Jamie Dixon changed the way that he runs offense and changed the way – Because of Miles. Yes. And, and Ball. And, they are right. top 50 this right. year in pace. Last year, they were outside the top 250. So what they're doing is Jamie Dixon was like, look, you know what? We couldn't shoot sure. last year. Yeah. We right. still can't shoot for shit this year. Right. We got to so go. We're, right. we're just going to run. We're going to run. Right. We have all these dudes right. that are faster than your yep. dudes. So we're just going to go get layups yeah. every single time. Yeah. They kind of remind me a little bit of, and, and it's not exactly like apples to apples. Yeah. But to me, they're a little bit like the West Virginia teams that Bob Huggins had with Javon Carter and Daxter Miles. Yeah. Like, a little bit. They're going to they're gonna really get up in you and guard you, Yep. right? They're going to force some turnovers. And when they can kind of get that avalanche going, where they get a turnover, get a layup, press, yep. turnover, layup, press, and, and then they can just go on these runs like like 10 to 2, 12 to nothing. And just like that, yep. Yep. they are so dangerous. I mean, listen, the other storyline is Texas keeping pace with Kansas, mm -hmm. right? There's four games left now. And again, we've talked about this Rodney Terry thing plenty. But there's four games left, and Rodney Terry right now 
has the Longhorns tied yeah, but go the first through, place. Go through the, the, the end schedules. Of the, yeah, the end of the Texas I'm looking. This, I'm, this is what you got. I'm looking Texas at Kansas's is, right Iowa now. State at home. Yeah. At Baylor. Okay. At TCU. One and one. Kansas at home. All right, <laughs> so they got to be – well, they got to be Kansas at home, mm-hmm. right? You got to go two and two and hope that this is, this is Kansas, Kansas loses has. at TCU. Kansas is right. at TCU. Okay. West Virginia at home. Texas Tech at home. At Texas. What I'm saying is, if you if you beat Kansas at home in the final game, and Kansas loses at TCU, you can get a share. Yeah, I mean, if he gets a share of first place, yeah, and he goes again, we've done this this drill before, but he goes to the Elite Eight. If you're Chris Del Conte, how do you not give him something? Look, if you win a share of the Big Twelve title, and you Rodney think that's Perry, enough? And Rodney, you think that's enough? You think that's yes. That's enough for thousand, you. A thousand percent. Enough yes. for you. Is that enough for Chris Del Conte? If it's not enough for him, then I don't like, wh- what are we even talking about? I'm just telling what you, it's not going to be about? enough. It's not going to be but enough. Then that I'm, I don't think maybe I'm wrong. Look, I, I maybe they give him a deal right before the big 12 tournament starts and take away the acting. If you are Chris Del Conte. Yeah. Is that enough? For you? I don't, I don't want you what you think he's going to do. I want to know if you are him. I gotta get to the second weekend. I gotta get to the second weekend. I got to. Period. The only the only thing that I would say to that is to me. It Didn't says, Shaka do some of that? Not not to that level. But then they yeah. lost Abilene Christian. Yeah, they lost so you, you don't give it like to me. You don't have you. You wait and you evaluate the whole season. To but, me, I, too many too many ads. No, no, look, I I get it. Trust me, I get it. But winning a share of this Big 12 That's amazing. is amazing. significantly more impressive than anything that Rodney Terry can do short of, like, getting to a final four. Right, right. Agreed. You win a share of this Big 12 title? Again, and here's what I've said. Here's what I've said over and over. If you're Chris Delcani, what you do is, hey, here's the deal, Rodney. We're going to give you a four-year deal, okay? But we saw what happened at Wichita State, so we're going to be a little cautious here. We're going to give you a four-year deal, and we're going to give you, like, $2.5 million for four years. But the buyout is going to be low. So if that things exactly don't do well. I, that is exactly what I would do. Right. That's exactly what you right. do. You make it so that you have. And Texas doesn't out. matter. Money doesn't even matter and, for them. Here's, but. The, here's the thing. If you're Rodney Terry, right, and you and, and, and they give this to you, yep. one, I don't think you're really that offended because you're the interim coach. Right. I, I made this argument the other day. Look, he's a Texas guy through and through. Yep. He recruited all of the stars that they had before. Yep. Right. And he's been a head coach. But if you just looked at his resume, it's I, I don't want to denigrate it, right? Like, I don't no, want to fine. say it was terrible. It's fine. It's fine. He did a good job. Yes. Solid. But he would never be in the conversation for the Texas coach if he wasn't the interim. Right, right. That's the only point that I would make. Yep. So you you give it to him. You let him have a fair shot at it. Yeah. But it, you make it so you have a – It's, it's almost another year of saying, like, we're still going to kind of evaluate you. And, we're going to pay that, you. We're going to pay you well. For my next my year. only thing is you have to give him a contract that will allow him to be able to recruit as if right. he is the, the long-term guy. Because if you just say, we're going to give you another year as the interim, you're never going to be able to get four-year players. You know what I mean? That's why you give him yeah. the four-year deal. Yeah, you give him right. the long-term right. deal right. to recruit. With an easy of course. Yes. To so we're on Although the these days, I will say, the four-year deal is a little bit overrated. Because you're not recruiting a ton of high school yeah. players anymore. Yeah. I mean, for the elite guys, yes. You, you know what's you know what's wild about this entire conversation? Go ahead. There was another ranked game 
or another game between two ranked teams. Yeah, we have been talking in the about. Big Twelve, yeah. and that's like the last storyline that we got to. It's yeah, I mean Kansas State. State. Yeah. State. Yeah. But listen, yeah. we'll get to that when we come back. We're going to talk about the biggest storylines of the day that we haven't gotten to yet, and I'm going to give you my scalding hot take. I don't think Jeff's going to like this one. Clear for ninety. Got a lot going on behind us. Wild out behind us. Hey, we got some action. Hey, chat, chat. Are you psyched? You got to see Trevor for the first time. I was say they don't. They don't believe it. They don't believe it's really him. That's him, chat. That's him. Come on, Trevor, get in the shot. Trevor, get over here, Trevor. Get back here. Get over here, Trevor. Trevor's going to do a dance in the background with chat. Uh, Dagan, give us a question. Uh, yeah, here's one. It's it's not really a question, uh, but Glunson's bringing it up in the chat, and I think it's an interesting point. Do the four best teams in the country reside west of the Mississippi River this year? One minute. Let's go. Let's think about this, boys. Here we go. We need a map pulled up. Is, is Kansas west of the Mississippi? <laughs> yes. Kansas is? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Then yes. I agree. So you, so you don't weird. think so – you don't think that. I didn't hear the question. Oh, wait. Wait. What about Alabama? I was going to say, you don't think Alabama's a t- – you didn't even ask him the question. <laughs> is it? I don't think so. so yeah. So I'm, just I'm just going to go with – Goodman is, like, over here talking. He's There's no this. idea what we're talking about. I know you're asking about Alabama being east or west <laughs> yeah, 30 exactly. seconds. They, wanna, they think that all like all the best teams in the country are west of the Mississippi. The top four teams in the country what? are west of the Mississippi. Is that all true? All the best? Really? Yeah, think about it. Oh, no. Purdue seconds. is in Alabama. Yes, Who asked this question? Right. Who are the top three are? Oh, it's weird. <laughs> Houston. Yeah, take it back. Dagan, apologize. I'm not apologizing for anything. I just wanted to see you guys try to figure out seconds. what was east and west of the Mississippi. <laughs> it put my brain into a blender, Five. man. <laughs> Two, one, Mike's hot. Welcome back. Field of 68 after dark live Sirius XM channel 84 college sports radio. Rob Dawson here. I got Jeff Goodman. Make sure you come over to the YouTube channel. We're jumping in the chat. We're going to be answering your questions for the afters here in about seven minutes. What's the show on Sirius is over. Jeff. We did not get to a lot of stuff today. I know a lot. What was a the, lot, man. Out of what, everything that we talked about. What is the biggest storyline that we haven't gotten to yet? The single biggest one. You got to give me something good. I'm going to go with the buzzsaw. Buzz Williams wanted a big one today at Missouri. Well, I mean, listen. No, do you want to hear another 19-page diatribe if he doesn't get in the tournament? We need him in so we don't have to listen to that anymore. My issue is you called him the buzzsaw. He is. He's carving up the SEC. He's carving him up. The name is appropriate. The people on Sirius cannot see me rolling my eyes right now. They're like 13 and two. Did you have them winning the SEC? I strained my optic. They're going to be strained my optic what if they nerve. Beat, what if they beat Alabama? What, buzzsaw, what if they beat Alabama? What if they beat Alabama? No, but seriously, this was a good win. Yes. They, I mean, I've been very, very critical of Buzz because he doesn't play anybody in the night conference. And I think it's bullshit, right? He didn't get in last year because he didn't play anybody in the night conference. What does he go out and do? puts together a worse non-conference schedule and they're not very good in it, but you know what done what they've had to do in SEC play. The SEC is not great, but they're beating everybody, right? I think they've swept Auburn. They went at Missouri today against a Missouri team. That's had some pretty good wins over the course of the year. I don't know if Missouri is a, a lock tournament team, but they're certainly a, a, 
I think they're today they're on the right side of the bubble they, coming. Missouri in. was an eight seed as of okay. Friday. Okay, so I they're, don't think they're losing in. at home to Texas right. A&M. It's not going to kill them, but it'll probably bring them down to a I, nine. I honestly wouldn't even put them on the bubble at this point. Well, their their numbers they're are not, terrible. They're, they're not, net. Yeah, they're not a lot. They're net. They're, they're everything's not, not good. They're That's not all I'm saying. Yeah, no, no, like, I got you. I got you. Texas A&M, like this is that was a big one. For them. Huge. They need that. And Buzz is in year four, and he hasn't been in the tournament yet. Yeah. So you could have gotten zero for four if you're Buzz. This is a critical year for him. He, you know, he always has a great contract, this rollover. He's been one of the first coaches that's gotten it. But Texas A&M's paying him a ton of money. And if you go 0 for 4, yeah, you're going in probably next year with some pressure on you, even though you've been close. So this was, to me, the win that probably puts them in. So my biggest storyline. I'm waiting. It's got to be about Duke. Is It's about Duke. I mean, you I don't pump this for – I don't, think, I don't think enough people are talking about the Blue Devils right now. Uh, okay. They have won five of their last seven games. They've won a very nice six of their six last of, nine. You mean six of the last seven, don't They've you? They've won a very nice six of their last nine games. But You're giving them a loss for the, the one in Charlottesville? Well, the one they didn't win the game. But if, if that foul gets properly overturned yeah. and Kyle Filipowski yeah. gets a free throw, yeah. they win in Charlottesville. And if... Kyle Filipowski getting punched in the neck gets oh, called yeah, as right. a flagrant foul. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then that, you know, they, they win probably that one. end up winning that game. And if we're talking about those two calls getting made, this is not something that Duke did on the floor. This was officiating rules that were like right. at, at best controversial. Sure. Like it was a talking point, both of those calls. If they go the way towards Duke, we're sitting here. Duke has won eight of their last nine, nine games. They will be a game out of first place. No, I'm sorry. You know what? They would be tied for first place in the ACC because they would have beaten Virginia. Virginia is in, yeah, up in the first that's place. Right. They would have beaten that's Virginia. Right. So they'd be tied for first place, having won eight of their last nine games. <laughs> Derek Lively's figured it out defensively. Dariq Whitehead is healthy. Yeah. Kyle Filipowski is still playing at the level that he was playing. He's gotten at. it back. Tyrese yeah, Proctor has kind of figured it out. Jeremy Roach is healthy. So I think they're kind of flying under the radar here. I know, like it's about Marcus. Whitehead. It's still about Whitehead for me. And he had 14 points in 19 minutes today, and shooting it well. Mm -hmm. To me, He's it's always been all about Derek Whitehead for me. Whether this team can be a second weekend tournament type team because they do. Like Lively's been a little bit inconsistent, but he's certainly capable. Roach, if he doesn't have to do too much, is perfect for what they need. Obviously, Proctor has been inconsistent. He's young. He's reclassified, whatever. Mark Mitchell made a huge shot the other night. He's been good. Blake's can come off the bench and guard a little bit. You got the, the veterans and Grandison and Young that now are role guys, which is what they always should have been, mm -hmm. but couldn't be early in the season. I think Shire has done a really good job. I think he's done a very underrated coaching job this year, and I hope people give him credit for it when they're like a number six seed at the end of the year. I know – Everybody's like, well, Duke always should be in the top 10, top 10, this, that, and the other. I just think with the, a young the problem team. is people are going to look at the recruiting rankings. Right. And they're right. going to say, you had the top two yeah. players yeah. in the class. Sure. They did not have the top two players in the class. Right. They had two of the top five players in the class. Yeah. Scoot Henderson is the best player in the class. He's with G League Ignite. The Thompson Twins can make the argument we're better than Lively and Whitehead. Sure. Those guys are overtime elite. Right. Three right. of the top five players. I would make the argument three guys that were better than the two guys that Duke got were in college. Yeah. So Duke got the two best players that went to college. In a class that's not great. In a class that's not great. Right. So not all top five recruits are made the same. Not all five stars are made the same. Always remember that. I it's think almost like not all hosts are made the same. 
Yeah, some of them are like you, and some of them are elite. Like me. I'm the Zion of hosts. Yes, oh, <laughs> so you're going to go down with an injury in the middle of the show? I, I mean, I'm cramping up right now. It's feet, man. I'm hurting over here. Um, all right. Anything else you got? We got two minutes before we got to get out. Can we touch on Michigan State real quick? Sure, we should. So Michigan State, they yep. lost at Michigan. But to me, that's not the story. Right. Of course. Right. The story is Tom Izzo, his presence in yep. that community, yep. his presence on that campus. I had one parent of a student that's at Michigan State text me basically say that Tom Izzo was how can you not love him? Yeah. He's the best individual yeah. in college sports right now. Because he just wears all his emotions on his sleeve, and and he's willing to admit. I saw you know when he, when he spoke for the second time, and he said you know I've kind of changed over the years. I understand people process things differently, and I'm processing it differently than maybe the media or other people. It, it's a difficult situation for Izzo to deal with and Michigan State to deal with. Listen, this has been Field of 68 After Dark, Sirius XM, Channel 84. For Jeff Goodman, I'm Rob Doster. We'll see you guys again tomorrow night. Denton, Dagan, sorry about that. I thought I had a little bit more time than I did. Are we ready for the afters, oh, guys? No you got it on time. We're ready. All right. Thank you, Denton. Appreciate it. Do it. Thank you, Denton. Chat. Shout out, Denton. Um, all right. Well, we're going to start this off. This is something we wanted to talk about, um, but we obviously didn't get to it during the show. Who are your biggest snubs in today's top 16 reveal? I have a funny feeling I know who, who Dawson is going to answer here, but. I mean. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest. The... I'm going to be honest. This is crazy. I'm going to say this. I think they're the biggest. They're my biggest. Yeah, I mean, UConn, St. Mary's, and Creighton, right, were the, the three that were kind of in the mix, didn't get it? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I, whatever. It's the it's like the seed reveal. I don't. He forgets that I can't hear yeah, any yeah, of this. So. Tell yeah, him, bro. ask him the question. The snub from the top 16 seed reveal. Who cares? Yeah, that's my take on it, too. I don't I'm care not. this. Like, I, it's going to change. I mean, it's all similar to what most people have out there. I, I don't, you know. Again, the big thing is you got to understand that each of these 10 guys, 10 men and women in the room are looking at using different ways of, of evaluating, determining, and I'm not putting much stock into it. I'm not. I think it is far more interesting to kind of look at like the trends that we're seeing in there. And so here's, here's the trend that I'm seeing. Tennessee is top four in every metric when this was released, right? Top yeah. four in everything. Yeah. They're yeah. three seed. Yeah, they should Saint be lower Mary's, than that. St. Mary's is top 10 right, in every right. metric. They're nowhere to be seen. They're not nowhere in this list. Right. UConn, top 10 in every metric. They're not there on that list, yeah. despite having a win over Alabama. Because these guys, they know. Iowa State. They know. But here, so here's what I'm going to say. I think that is very bad news for a program like West Virginia, who's right, kind of right. built on having yeah. really good metrics. Yeah, really for good. someone like a Boise State. Right who's built right. on having really good metrics for yeah. someone like a Texas A&M who's got a couple bad losses. Yeah. Obviously they got to win at Missouri today. So that's like that, that matters, but they're kind of built on having really good metrics. So to me, when you're looking at this, that's what you should take more than like where teams are specifically. I mean, can West slotted. Virginia get to seven? I mean, look at their right, Oklahoma state at home at Kansas at Iowa state, two places where people just don't win. And then Kansas state no. at home. No, I do not think that they need the seven wins. I don't either. I, don't I, think, they I think they're dead wins. in the water. But they needed this Texas Tech. Right, right, right. They had to have right. I mean, how do you lose them. this? 
they were up too. Like that's that's yeah, that's not a good loss. You can't take that loss. Does Huggins retire after this year? I hope not. Yeah, I hope not too. I hope he. I want him to go on top. Yeah, yeah. well, at least with a tournament. I'm yeah. not sure on top is well, he's not going to go on, on top, but. Um, all right, what else we got, Dagan? Well, I got a, I got a little, I'm, I'm gonna, a little shameless plug here. We can find out all, all the information if West Virginia is going to be in. What's the deal with the top 16 seeds? Fielding 68 every Monday, Friday, 5 p.m. I know most of the chat knows it by now, but in case you haven't heard, uh, Monday, Friday, 5 yep. p.m. Um, next one, of course, we, we didn't touch on the Big East, so we got to do it a little bit here. But we're going to look ahead because there wasn't a ton that happened, obviously, today in the Big East. We're definitely not going to talk about that game that happened in stores. Um, so Wednesday, uh, Providence or UConn, who you got? Uh, we're going to be there. That's true. Well, we well, plug that. We plug that. We're going to be at Providence yeah. UConn on Wednesday. We are heading up to West Lafayette tomorrow, 8.30 a.m. I'm riding with Trevor. By the way, one thing we found about, about producer Trevor, Jeff. Well, I didn't ride with him. He is an angry driver. What do you mean angry? Like, like what is that? People people? Out, like laying on the horn. Really? Yeah. Like, the, the, we're sitting there driving. What does he drive to be able to do that? You better drive something that's like. It's like a, it's like a nice SUV. Tough? Yeah. it's got, No. Not tough. tough. It's like a nice SUV. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, it doesn't. I like, mean, Trevor is kind of like a soccer mom. With a lot of this hint is, of anger when he's driving. Well, he has to listen. This is awful. The poor guy has to deal with you. Of course, you've got pent up anger. It was like we were in the car together for like two and a half minutes. It doesn't matter. Driving with you for two and a half minutes. I will say this. Trust me. I will say this. The one good thing about Trevor driving yeah. is he's not sitting there like this while he's driving. Hey, hey, hey. I don't. Drive and text. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Don't make you drive up. and tweet. Don't make things up. I pull over every time I tweet. Um, oh, man. What was the question again? Oh, yeah. Big East. Big East. What do you make of the Big East? That was not today? the question. That was not the question. Oh, for sure. oh I got I got something for you guys. Sorry. Dang it. Look. Just take it. No, I no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it. Go ahead. I'm not saying it. Dang it. It's just been. It's it's wild. I got I got this from Fanta. All right. Okay. So if it's wrong. Blame it. I blame it. John Fanta. But. If everything holds, right, and Creighton beats Marquette in Omaha, Creighton and Marquette both went out other than that. They are going to both be 16-4. and four. They are going to have the tiebreakers over any potential 16-4 and four Providence or 16-4 and four Xavier team. They split. Yep. They have the same record against everybody else in the league. You have to go all the way down the tiebreaker list, and they are tied in everything. You know what's going to be? You know what's going to be the tiebreaker for them? Uh, Who has the higher net? That that could end up being legitimate. The net could end up being really? determining who is the one seed. I feel like there's seed. a better way. What would you do? Like like let's think of a better tiebreaker. How about a race between the head coaches? Uh, a foot race. I think it's time we meet him. One on one. Yes. One on one. Why not? Shaka against Greg McDermott. Like, Shaka. I mean, come on. Or you do like some UFC style deal. <laughs> but I, when you pay big money, you can watch Shaka and McDermott race. No, here's what it's going to be it's going to be a best of five, right? Yeah. What you have to do different drinking games. So it's going to be oh, wow. one of them. One oh, of them is going to be beer gonna pong. Be, he's going to be McDermott. Have, you, may, you don't have to drink. Don't you think McDermott's played a few? More drinking games but than Chaka has. You're not actually drinking. So it's like one of the games is beer pong. Then you play flip club. Then you play cam jam. Then you got to yeah. play cornhole. Right. What do you guys call it here? Bags? 
bags. Yeah, you call it bags. Wait, 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 wait. Hold up, hold up, hold up. They call it bags there? I like the idea. I, I think we should propose this to the Big East. Dagan's saying something again. We're just going to keep going. No, 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 no. This yeah. is an important I conversation. I can't hear it. He can't Walmart yell at me. Um, all right, Dagan, what else do we have? I'm still caught up on the cornhole versus bags thing. That's that's absolutely insane. Yeah, it's ba- apparently it's, it's bags. not bags. It's it's cornhole. Uh, it's cornhole. Oh, yeah. this was a question I that I forgot to get to. So obviously the chat's been obsessed with Dolphins' eyebrows for the last few days. They've moved on to something else. Though. They want to know how tall Jeff Goodman is after his interview. Oh, with, with uh, Jeff's tall. I'm I'm six three and Jeff probably has an inch and a half on me. No, I do not. Yeah, yeah. No. Jeff's Jeff's like a, a Jeff, solid. Oh shit! I'm your. We're the same thing. We're the same Jeff is. Is six four and change. I am not. If you put him in shoes, he's six five, and so you would list them at six six. Is he saying that? Is and here's he the saying, here's the crazy he part. Not, not here's the craziest part. Jeff Goodman could never even slap the backboard. That's how That's athletic bullshit. he is. That's bullshit. I could I could dunk back when I was probably about eighteen years old. I'm not gonna, well. I'm gonna need to see video not well. to believe yeah, it. We're I, need, I, need, I need and I'm not proof. six six. I'm like six two and a half. No I think you're you are six two and a half. You're not six two. And a half. I am no six two and a half. All right, all right, not, Rob. Right now, right now, hold on. Right, right now, whatever. we're gonna do something. We're doing this live on the air. Get Trevor behind the camera and have Trevor, him zoom Trevor. it out. And will you two stand up and go back to back right now? Go go behind the camera. <laughs> we need to figure out who's taller. They're, they're making us do this. Right here, Chad wants to know who's taller. Zoom out. Tell Trevor to zoom out. He can't hear me. See, it's not even close. Yeah, see? Yeah, you are definitely oh. taller than him, Goodman. What are you talking about? Yeah. Zoom out. You, you guys out. saw Goodman next to Trey Jackson Davis. Trey Jackson Davis is 6'9". And he's got the poofy hair. He does right. have the poofy yeah. hair. Right, next, now, now, ben, I, now Ben wants yeah, to measure eyebrows. You know, the, the, the worst... Um, the We're worst, not measuring eyebrows, Ben. Chill out. <laughs> the worst interview I ever did, I had to interview David Padgett at halftime of a Louisville game. Louisville played, uh, I forget who it was, but I felt so short. David Padgett's like, I mean, he's yeah. 6'11", almost 7 feet. Like, Trace, I didn't feel that short, but Padgett, I felt like, like yep. tiny. Um, our, what, there were some other things that we didn't get to. Uh, we didn't get there to a, lot you didn't a get couple to. things. Auburn, uh, you want to talk about Auburn? Yeah. I wasn't. We talked about that earlier. Auburn being a fraud. Auburn being a fraud, losing to Vandy. Stack, taking that Bruce Pearl tonight. Um I, I honestly think maybe I'm crazy, but when you look at Auburn's resume, I look at it and I'm like, I don't know, first four, like maybe 11, first four-ish. What were they in the last feeling? They were an eight in the last feeling. They're not, though. That's wrong. Like, that should not be right based on their resume, based on who they've beaten. Look at that. It's awful. I, I hear you. It's not good. I, I hear you. Yeah. Yeah, but the problem is those guys look at the numbers. I know, but yep. they shouldn't. Like two and you know six in quad one. You might be right then, because you're the per. This is the perfect example of a team that's you're, way up. You in were the telling net. me. Yeah, that's what you were it's saying perfect, earlier, and I'm like, example of them. You're two and six, and like your your best win might be Northwestern on a neutral. I mean, I know, I know it's not horrible. It's not horrible now. Yeah, that, must, that doesn't sound that bad. Oh, their best win but is the Big Ten it. champion but on a neutral court. How can you trust them? Just think about it, though. It's like that's your best win. It's not, I mean, it's not great. I don't know. It's I mean, great. you can't lose to Bandy tonight. You can't lose to Bandy. Yep. Bad, bad loss. Yeah, that's bad not race. It's not, it's not Clemson level loss but it's bad <laughs> the quad five quad five loss 
that's an all that, we had to tweet that that's one. an all-time line uh, we got any other questions apparently you had a hot take or something rob i don't know if you got that out already i don't know what that was about. oh the uh the duke thing that's what i figured it was but no one is know. no one is talking about duke enough like duke they're i think that they have legit like second weekend potential right like and, and right. i i i wouldn't be surprised if they like make a run to the elite i'm not going to predict it it's going to be matchup based i like him quite i like him good. too i Again, you've got a bunch of good players. There's not a superstar, but how many superstars are there in college basketball, especially non-bigs? There aren't. All the best guys, for the most part, mm-hmm. Jalen Wilson is the one guy Brandon you would Miller. say. Brandon Miller and Jalen Wilson are the two guys mm-hmm. that, like, okay, give them the ball that can make a play that are that are superstar caliber. Right? Yeah. That's it. That's it. I mean, yeah, I, I like to – I don't love him, but I like him. Yeah, I, I think at this point, I don't know if there's a team in the ACC outside of Miami. I like Virginia still. They just – I still like him. I trust Tony Bennett. I, I trust That's what him. I would say. I, I trust him too. But He's got a fifth-year fifth so, point guard. They feel so limited to me, right? Like, they're just yeah. kind of who they yeah, are. I mean, they barely beat Notre Dame at home today, right? Yeah. And and they – At home? Yeah, they're 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 good. Yeah, they're fine, but that's kind of what they are. It's funny though. You go through it now, and you're like, all right, the Pac-12 sucks, right? Other than two teams, the ACC sucks, right? Uh, the SEC is not very good. So what leagues? Big East, pretty good. I would say the top the top four, three leagues, the top four slash five in the Big East. Yeah. Are all teams that I can see yeah, making like, a making a second weekend, maybe even a leading. I think all four of those teams are capable of making a final four. Or right. all, all five right. of them. I'm gonna throw UConn yeah. in the mix. I know I'm gonna get fucking killed in the chat, but but I think UConn is legitimately good enough to make a final four. God, you I've never seen anybody ride a roller coaster like you do with UConn. No, I do it's you're unbearable with them. They're good enough. You're to unbearable. But, but you hated them a month ago. Yes. You honestly yes, I do. You would have taken DePaul over them. That's not true. Take that back. No, I'm telling you. It's offensive. You said to me, Actually, Tony George, Stubblefield over Danny Hurley. Georgetown is the That's new what DePaul. You said. It's, not, it's not offensive anymore. Georgetown is the new DePaul. Um, no, but I mean, like, they're they're good enough to make a Final Four. They are also the one team out of that group that is probably bad enough. Like, if they lost in the first round as a three seed, not I'd be like, yeah, you know what? That was kind of something that was coming. Um, I would say the top six in the Big 12 yep. are all good enough to be able to make a Final Four. Is that crazy? Uh, top six. I don't think Iowa State is good enough anymore. I've kind of written them off. Okay, yeah, top five. I'm done. I'm done with Iowa State. I'm done. Call I, I, I love TJ. I think he's done an incredible you job. We didn't. We didn't get to Iowa State, Kansas State. So let's yeah. let's talk about that a little bit. I just again, they played over their heads. I mean, the fact that they're still on the eleventh in the reveal today is amazing for TJ. What he's done, but I don't have any confidence that they can do anything. Why is it just they're limited offensively? They're like they don't have they're like stalls. a poor man's Tennessee. Now they got I actually like their I like bigger guards. So like Ziegler Gottlieb kills me for this all the time. He's like, well, what, why? What do you have against small guards? I'm just like, well, like I don't know because <laughs> he was a small guard. Right, so we said, why don't you like me? Uh, He's taking much. it personally. I don't know. I just don't have. I don't have a lot of confidence after seeing that Iowa State team up close. You know, what you, you know what you got to say? Go if, if Gottlieb was like, what do you have against small guards? Yeah. You. You. I'm going to say it next time. I will. I will. 
Um, no, I'm, I'm kind of with you on Iowa State. I just buy the idea that their defense is good enough. They could win a game, maybe two. Maybe two. That, maybe. That's my thing. They I did think, it last I think, year. I think they could very easily uh, – yeah. easily might be the wrong word. But given that the, the way that the draw is going to break out, yeah. they're going to probably end up with a 13 or 14 seed, right? They're probably going to end up with, like, someone in the 6 to 11 range in the second round. And if you look at those teams in those ranges – and you tell me you're going to play this kind of new style of defense that, that people in the Big 12 know, but people outside of the Big 12 are not all that familiar with. The no middle overplay, don't let you run your offense yeah. stuff. I could see them finding a way to win two games just based off of matchups. I don't know if they can get to a right. Final Four, but I think all the other teams in, in, in the league are capable of getting to a lead or a Final Four. Yep, yep. No, I, the listen. only one that I have doubts on? Go ahead. Kansas State. I hate yeah, to say Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I mean, again, another one that, but but those some of those I'll say like they kind of find their swagger back a little bit getting into the you know once they get in the tournament they do have two dudes mm-hmm. they have two guys that can carry a team Iowa State does it and and they they guard right that's the difference they got the kid from uh, the kid from Virginia Tech they got two all American ish type players in For, Noel and Keonta that's all if they end up right now they were a four seed right yeah if they end up in the top three or four seeds yep. They are going to have the two best players on the floor almost guaranteed in the first round. Right. right. And probably in the second round. Yep. 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 I no, I I that's the difference. Iowa State just mm-hmm. you're drafting players, like you're not taking Iowa State's players, anybody, you know, one or two compared to any of these teams we're talking about. Mm-hmm. That's all. Says a lot about TJ Alshaver yeah. to me. Yeah. By the way, a name that maybe I'm crazy. Maybe down the down the list a little bit. Texas, we talked about this last night. Yeah, yeah. You were. I don't know if you remember having that conversation. No, I remember. We did not have it on the show. Yeah, we didn't. We have had it on a drinking. Show. Yeah. I don't know. Just a name, a name to throw out there. I'm not saying I'd have them. You know, my only issue. Tang would that. be the guy. Me for me. If I'm Del Conte, I'm going freaking hard after Jerome Tang. If I'm I not love, hiring I, Rodney, I Tang. love love Tang. Yeah, love Underwood. First guy I'm going after is Bruce Pearl. Yeah, but I just don't think it's going to happen. I don't think so either. So, yeah, you can but swing it, it, defenses. That, that's I'm talking like about realistic guys. Bruce, Bruce Pearl, yeah. if I'm Del Conte, going after Bruce Pearl is the same thing as saying if I'm the AD at Georgetown, I'm going after Ed Cooley. Like, there's the guy. Okay. Prob- it's yeah. probably not going to work out. Yeah. yeah but, but you might. I think that it would be swing. such a – Sure. You call. Yep. You, I'm with you. You try it. I'm with you. So, um, I would – one thing I would say is this. I don't know if I would hire – Ots, yeah, over giving Rodney Terry a chance. The other okay. three guys that we talked about, I would, if you can get them, yeah, I think imagine you get them over. Rodney. Imagine TJ's done at Iowa State. Imagine, although again, listen, he didn't do it at UNLV, but but UNLV was a bad fit. The question is the fit at Texas. Mm-hmm. Does it fit him? I don't know. I just think, man, if you gave him better players rather than having to deal with guys, you know, at Iowa State who he's getting second tier, third tier transfers. And um, I don't know. I'd like to see what he could do. Um, the chat is still talking about the the conference ratings. So we kind of – sorry about that. We got sidetracked, okay? Yeah. Big 12, Big yeah. East, we both agree that the top four, five, six teams, whatever, whatever, whatever it is, is elite, right? Yeah. Where would you rank – UCLA and Arizona in comparison with like the other top twos, other top threes, because they're right. There. I think that both of those teams they're are right the there. Six. Yeah, they're right there. The the top two. If you're going top twos, what, you know you're saying Kansas and Baylor. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, UCLA and Arizona, not that far off. Probably take Kansas and Baylor, but maybe not. I mean, it's close. You know, I picked UCLA to win the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the bottom line is that SEC, Alabama, and who? There is no. There's no number there's two. No number two. Right. There's no number two there. Texas A&M. And then in the Big East. <laughs> Dagan said Texas A&M. <laughs> might, be, might be right now. In the Big East, who are your two? Who, who, are, you, who are you picking in your, your top two? I don't think that there is an elite team. If I had to pick a top two, yeah. it would probably be Creighton yep. and Marquette for me. Yeah, me. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And I think yeah. Creighton is in the same conversation as Arizona. I think UCLA is in the same conversation as Kansas. I think Baylor is kind of in like a little no man's land. Yeah. I don't, I, I just. What about this one? All right. We got through all those. What about if I, if I add Purdue and Indiana in there? Um, I would have them. Honestly, I might have them below. All of them? Else. Below yeah. everybody? Even the SEC with Alabama and whoever, Texas A&M? No, I'd have them both that. You're right. They're better. The, yeah. the two of them are better. I think they might be better. Those two, Purdue and Indiana, they might be better than Creighton and Marquette. Yeah, they might. I would have Kansas, Baylor, Arizona, I'm, UCLA. I'm just incredibly high on Creighton. Like I'm, I'm I love, probably, I love I'm probably, Creighton. Yeah, yeah I'm I probably – if, yep. I, if I, I had to, like, rank yeah. the top five teams in this moment, yep. I, I, I think I'd have Creighton five. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, no, that, I love that might love be them. fucking crazy. Yep. I think I'd have great in five. Um, all right. Where did we, what were we just talking about? You're ranking conferences uh, and stuff. I don't know. You're doing we something. are, we're almost wrapping. Yeah. Well, so I, I have, I have, I have one more. I have one more thing and then you guys can do your toast. Uh, first okay. of all, I have to get another beer before we do the toast. What's the one thing? Uh, the one thing, well, actually, there's two things technically. There's one, there's a recommendation for tomorrow. Uh, Michael wants you guys to take Trevor uh, to the Triple X family restaurant tomorrow at West Lafayette. Uh, so there you go for, for you guys. Um, Trevor, Trevor requested that we go to Danzer's. He said they have a great buffet. Oh God. <laughs> oh boy. Um, and my last question, the team we didn't get to, we talked about him as a question, but I mean, we need to bring it up. Uh, T.O. is not going to be able to see this because he's hacked on Twitter. Uh, but Clemson losing to Louisville. Made it through. Hold on. Hold on. We're not done yet there, Goodman. What are your yeah, thoughts on Clemson losing to Louisville? What? Yeah, Clemson, Clemson losing to Louisville. We have to talk That's about the it. That's the question people have. <laughs> what about it? Like how, how bad of a loss is that? We've said it. It's a quad, like five, six, whatever you want to call it. It's atrocious. One of the worst losses of the season for a team that needed it. You know, that's the thing. They're right on the bubble. This probably puts them on the wrong side of the bubble. You know, they were right there. What, what did we have? 11? They were they were one of the first. Uh, yeah. No, they were one of the first four out. Right. So I mean, you're 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 in major trouble now. Mm-hmm. Yep. Anything else, Dagan? Nope. Any other questions? No. <laughs> no, we're good. Do your toasts. Go ahead. Do your toast. Take it away. Hold on. I'll be right back. I have to refill my beer. All right. My toast uh, tonight. Uh, I believe it's going to go to Red Raider Nation. How about that? I'm going to toast to you guys, Red Raider Nation. Huge, huge win tonight. You are relevant again. You're four and ten in league play. And now, you know, like who knows? Maybe you can get back in the equation. Um, maybe you're an NIT. I don't know what you are, but at least you're playing meaningful games right now. Where at one point uh you were just wishing for the season to end so you could fire Mark Adams. Uh, now, who knows? Again, you went three of the last four, you go deep in the tournament. Big 12 tournament, you'll end up beating some big boys there. 
if you get that far. Uh, but yeah, big win against the Huggy Bear in Morgantown. Trevor's giving his toast of the night. Who are you toasting to? Uh, my toast of the night is keeping myself in check on press row when Coleman Hawkins posterized Trace Jackson Davis. Because that did you it took me share? a second to, to not react to that. Right. Right. And then, you know, Meyer getting 24 was pretty, pretty brutal. I can't confirm that Trevor did an amazing job. Like he did, he did one of these. He was kind of sitting there, and it was like you could see his body shake, and he was just sitting there like this and kind of looking around, like what do I do? What do I do? Meanwhile, I'm over there like, oh shit, oh shit, Trevor, oh shit. He was watching the UConn game. He was not. <laughs> no, I saw that one, man. Right, I saw that one. Um, my toast of the night is going to a program that we have shit on constantly on the show. We've dragged them. We've <laughs> said they don't belong in the NCAA tournament. We said that they're, you know, not good enough. Like they're a disappointment. We tried to fire their head coach like seven different times. Yeah. So my toast tonight was going to the Kentucky Wildcats. Yeah. Yeah. They deserve it. They knocked off Tennessee. Yeah. Big win. Big Second win. top 10 win of the season. Second quad one win of the week. Yep. They are look. I'll, they're dancing. Yeah, I think they're I don't see them. Too. I don't see them fucking it up. Yep. Yep. Um, and I do think that they are. What if they went to the final four? I, I just I don't think they have the guard play to do it. But that would be like the perfect kind Imagine. of encapsulation of the storyline of this season. Wow, that'd be crazy. It'd be good for us. Yeah, it'd be, well, it'd just be, it'd be <laughs> fun. Hey, look, we need people down watch. there, man. It'd be fun to We watch. need people down there. Yep. Listen, tomorrow we're going to be live 6 o'clock Eastern time. Right. Six. Right? Six. Six. Six, Trevor? Six. Probably six. in it front of the Robbie Hummel statue. That that would be my guess. We're going to find hold it. Hold on, hold on. Can we talk about that real quick? Real quick. We haven't talked about this. Yes. Hummel blew us off for dinner last night. He did, he did. But he gave me Twizzlers today. I didn't get any Twizzlers. You were way up top. I mean, that was I, didn't, I didn't get any Twizzlers. You never came near the court tonight. I was on the court after the game. I stormed the floor. <laughs> you stormed the floor. You, that was such <laughs> you were the only one. Listen, tomorrow night from Mackey Arena, we're going to be live 6 o'clock Eastern time. We're going to the Purdue-Iowa State game. Uh, Wednesday night, we're going to be live from the floor, Gamble Pavilion after UConn-Providence. This is such a risk. I can't believe I'm doing this to myself because if they lose that game, are, are you are you scared because you're going with me or no i don't if they lose that game i'm gonna have to go on after dark and just yeah it's gonna yeah. be the worst it's gonna be awful i'm gonna hate my life that'll be bad if they win i may be shotgunning beers me and luke murray oh. shotgunning beers uh Ooh. in the locker room what do you think i gotta ask i'll ask i'll ask, their AD. <laughs> I'll ask david benedict if i'm allowed to do that oh. I sh- hey david can i shotgun beers on the Campbell pavilion floor no Probably okay not. Probably. Okay, probably not. Listen, Field of 68 after dark. We'll see you guys again tomorrow night. For Trevor Valise over here, for Dagan Hughes on the other side of the camera, for Jeff Goodman, my name is Rob Doster. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. 
the trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.